Hello, and welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a YA or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. Now, on to the show. I'm your host, Erin, the Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. All right, so today, what I have on tap is a really cool book called Polo Cowboy, and this is middle grade book that is written by G. Neary and illustrated by Jesse Joshua Watson. And it's a companion book to another novel that those two worked on together called Ghetto Cowboy. And I'll just give you a little background of Ghetto Cowboy. It's about a young man named Cole who has to go to Philadelphia from Detroit because he has been getting in a lot of trouble in school and his mom does not know what to do with him so she takes him to see his father who he has never met who lives in Philly and he is shocked to learn that his dad works with an organization that has a stable full of horses in the middle of Philadelphia and it's all about how Cole learns to kind of change his lifestyle plans and then he becomes invested in the stables because the city is threatening to shut them down and take away the horses and especially the one that Cole thinks of as his own. So the ghetto cowboys are actually real life the city horsemen of Philadelphia and there's also an organization in Brooklyn, New York that use horses as a way to encourage kids to stay off the streets and pursue different life goals that maybe they didn't know that they had. And it's really cool. And I'll be linking some things in the show notes um, so that you can learn more about that. So I was very excited to learn that they had written a companion novel, like I said, and it's called Polo Cowboy. And Cole has stayed in Philly with his dad, Harp, and he has his horse named Boo, and he loves hanging out with the cowboys at their stables on Chester Avenue. But his dad tells him that he has to get a job, so he winds up as a stable hand for the polo team at George Washington Military Academy, which is a totally different world from that of the black urban cowboys in North Philly. The players are rich, white, and stuck up, all except Ruthie. She's the first girl on the polo team who's determined to show the others that she can beat them at their game. The last thing Cole wants is to get dragged into a fight that isn't his, but as he and Ruthie become friends, and maybe more, he starts learning about polo and imagining a future for himself, maybe even at the academy. But does Cole have the courage to stand up and be seen in a world that's determined to keep him out? So that's the premise of Polo Cowboy, and I am going to read the first chapter. Mama is fuming. Say that again. I swallow and take a deep breath. I ain't going back to Detroit. Five minutes ago, we was celebrating. I almost beat Harper in our first horse race. 
even though I'm pretty sure he let me get that close. Mom is here visiting, and we was being all family-like again, laughing and telling jokes at the Speedway in the middle of the biggest nature park in Philadelphia. It was a great day, but then she asked me when I was going to come back home again. Home. Ever since I came back to Philly to stay with my dad for the summer, I only felt one thing. This my home now. Where my horse Boo is. Where the fellas is. Where our stable, the Ritz-Carlton, is. The Ritz may have been just a run-down garage before, but to us, this barn is like the fanciest hotel in the neighborhood. The place to be seen and to be. So that's why we call it that. It's my real home. Not Detroit, where Mama lives. I don't want to say that out loud, but she kept asking. Now I swear her eyes is going to drill a hole through my head. You the one brung me here in the first place. I say to her stare. It was only a year or so ago, so I know she remembers. Who forgets ditching their boy on the doorstep of a daddy he's never met? She sighs. I thought we had a deal. Summer's here, school year back in Detroit. Deal schmeal. I want to go to school with my friends here in Philly. That's not exactly true. Most of my friends as cowboys are small kids who come to the stables to learn. So I confess the real reason. Besides, Boo needs me. That don't sit right with her. Boo's a horse, she says. I need you. Then move back to Philly, I say. You getting along with Harp now. Why can't we be a family again in Philly? I can tell that knocks her for a loop. Life don't work that way, Cole. I can't just pick up and leave my life behind. I got a job, responsibilities. I can't just go back to a relationship that's been dead all these years. It's not that easy. I don't want to hurt her feelings, but truth is, I am happier here, and she knows it. We stand there for a long time, thinking what to say next. Boo is eating grass behind me. Harper, my dad, even though I don't like to call him that, is on his horse, waiting for us to leave. I don't want Mama to go, but standing here just makes it harder to say goodbye. What about your future, she asks. What about it, she sighs. World's a tough place, Cole. Ain't got no room for young black men. You gonna end up like your cousin Smush or make something of yourself? I look over at Smush, who's rolling dice on the basketball court. He's a dropout and sometimes corner boy who always find in trouble, even when he's helping out. Then I look at Harp and the other horsemen getting ready to ride back to the neighborhood. What's wrong with being a cowboy? She almost laughs. Being a cowboy isn't a job. Plus, it'll suck up any money you do manage to make. Just ask your dad. Your only hope is to find a way to college. College? Why I gotta be thinking about college? I'm only 14. What's that gotta do with staying here? She glances over at Harp. I'm not so sure your dad is thinking about your future. He's not even thinking about his own. I stare at the ground for the longest time, trying to find the words. I want to tell her I love her, that this ain't got nothing to do with the past. Instead, what comes out is, maybe, but I still want to stay in Philly. She stares at me like she's trying to read my mind, like she's trying to see if I really feel that way or if I'm just being a teenager. Then she laughs, but not in a funny way. You just like your daddy. Love that horse more than me. She turns to leave, and it feels like she just put a knife in my back. Wait, I say. She stops, shakes her head. I grab her from behind. 
She sighs and pulls me into a bear hug till I can't breathe. I love you too, she says. Then she walks away before we both lose it. And that is the end of the chapter. I hope you found that chapter interesting enough to check it out. If not, there's always another book just waiting to be discovered. So like I said, please check the show notes for books with similar themes and for more information about the actual Urban Cowboys. I believe Netflix has a show or a special on about that. I will try to find that information and link it as well. If you're interested, you can always check out the first book, Ghetto Cowboy. But I think this one works well enough that um, if you don't read the first one that kind of talks about Cole's life in Detroit before he comes to Philly and then working with his dad, you can still read the second book as a standalone and it should work fine. So hopefully uh, you'll join me next time for another Next Reads. Thanks. Thanks.